Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. Rabba Santo Thank you, Jesus. It's another beautiful, glorious, wonderful, precious morning, friends. Welcome to the Potter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips Akintolam. We want to bless God for granting us this great opportunity. Indeed, today is another opportunity to press further into the intentions of God for our lives, for our family, for our homes, for our mandate and assignment on earth. It's a day to seek his face, to walk in the path that he has chosen for us. There are expressions that are coming from the very throne of God in this hour that we need to give attention to, we need to give attendance to. We want to believe God this morning once again to help us further into, amen, this uh, uh, realities and expressions of the Father for our dead. Our lives, amen, depend on the current speakings of God, of course, and how we are able to listen and respond to what God is saying. So once again, I want to invite you to join us as we continue to unpack the heart of God, the mind of God, the speakings of God for our day. God is speaking at all levels. And all those words, amen, that are coming to us are coming for a reason. And it's for this reason that I believe that we need to give attention. We need to really commit ourselves to what God, amen, will have us know. There's a current word. There's a current emphasis. There are things the Spirit of God is tearing, not just within our own individual lives, but within, amen, the environment of what is known as the corporate body, the church of the Lord, the ecclesia. We want to believe God, amen, to constantly, amen, help us to remain and abide within that circumference of his voice, of his mind. Uh, once again, I want to encourage you not to give up, <clears throat> excuse me, not to give up, not to allow yourself to be overwhelmed by, you know, the various distractions and challenges out there that are, of course, ordained, amen, to, 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 to sidetrack us away from the track of God's truth, particularly in this day where lies are being sold, amen, on a wholesale level. We want to focus, amen, our minds, our thoughts, our lives, amen, on what the Spirit of God, amen, is requiring and demanding of us. The scripture says, let those who have the ears hear what, um, what the Spirit of God is saying. Amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. So we want to do that. We want to continue to do that, to encourage ourselves, amen, to build, to equip, amen, to strengthen. And of course, to continue to pray. That's what we do. Amen. Our ministry is solidly based, amen, on the ministry of prayer and the word of God. As we have read several times in the book of Acts chapter 6, we will give ourselves the said, amen, to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And for a while, we've been seeking to at least understand the framework, the basis, the foundation, amen, the pillars, if you will, of, of God's word. What makes the word of God, amen, authentic? What makes the word of God real? What makes the word of God, you know, proficient and, and productive in our life? We've been looking at that. We've been looking at, you know, some basic, if you will, frameworks that allow us to put our faith and our hope in God's word because uh, we live in a day like you know where all kinds of things are being said amen most of those things are basically negative they are designed to to you know to to confuse particularly those who are very young in the faith and for those who 
who have been in the faith for a while but do not have you know a solid you know biblical discipleship foundation today amen we've seen a lot of people being eroded being you know swept away by the lies of this and the lies and the deceptions out there so i'm hoping and praying once again that this morning as we continue all right to look into god's word and allow god amen to to help us build capacity amen and 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 if you will structures that will allow our faith amen at least to rest on on, on truth, amen, yes, that we will continue to grow and develop and fulfill God's plans for our life. Let us pray. Once again, Father, we approach you this morning. We thank you for the kind of heart, yes, that you're giving to us, a heart of, yes, readiness, a, a heart prepared to see to your, yes, counsels being fulfilled in our life, to see to the, the advancement of your prophetic counsel. Lord, this morning, once again, we open our hearts, we open our lives, and we ask you, Lord, to have leeway, to have, oh God, yes, uh, uh, inroad within every area of our being. We ask, oh God, that our thoughts, our faculties, this day be presented to you. We ask Christ once again to come, sit, take authority over every part of our being. May that which yes, this morning, we seek to know and understand, be that which flows from your heart. Give us, oh God, accuracy in terms of understanding and application. We pray in Jesus' name that your word will help us, oh God, once again, to be built and to be established upon the foundation that cannot be shaken, that cannot be eroded. We thank you once again that you are quickening us by your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for anyone this morning that will be joining us and connecting with us. I pray once again that your spirit, oh God, will bring them to the place where they will know the truth. And that truth, oh God, will allow them, yes, to continue to abide and remain firm, oh God, in their decisions. We thank you once again that indeed our life corporately will bring pleasure and glory to your name. May our minds be reformed as we continue, oh God, in the path of truth. May our life, oh God, develop, oh God, to us that place of your good pleasure. May there be almighty God this morning a fulfillment of your prophetic counsels and desire. May we be established, O oh God, yes, in the whole counsels of your word. May we be firmly built, O oh God, upon that which cannot be shaken. May our life be a reflection of that of that one whose, whose house, yes, is built upon the rock. Christ, you are our eternal rock, our firm foundation that cannot be shaken. May our life this morning bring glory and honor unto you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, anyone out there, if you're joining us, if you're going to be joining us, once again, I want to welcome you this morning to the Potter's Gate. Uh, we are just going to continue uh, uh, to look into uh, uh, the points that we have been referring to, all right? Uh, we've been looking at seven points that allow us, amen, to, to stand firm, to hold firm, amen. Yes, on the Word of God, we've been looking at the authenticity of God's Word. And of course, once again, I'd like to remind you that the context of this uh, series of teaching is to help us to build a man a kind of a word-based Christian life. We want to build a word base. There are a lot of people that their spirituality, amen, it's not, it's not solid. It's not built, amen. It's not hedged on the word of God, amen. It's hedged on ideas, you know, hypes and, and you know, human philosophy and religious, you know, our beliefs and tradition and customs, you know, and denominations. We want to be, amen, a company of believers, amen, who will continue to allow their life, their faith, amen, to be established upon 
the spoken word of God. And I know that this is, if you will, to some degree, this is a controversial, you know, uh, a teaching because people have all kinds of ideas and beliefs and all kinds of, you know, uh, um, understanding regarding, you know, the word of God and what the word of God is. And even where, uh, you know, the, the, the word of God in terms of where the word of God comes from, the origin of the word, you know, talking about the Bible. All right. So there are all kinds of belief system and ideas. Okay. And it's for this reason, certain, you know, uh, a truth I established to help us amen to understand where to stand in relating to what we believe it's important that our faith amen is anchored on truth on the word of god and somebody may ask me what is the word of god of course that is what we have been dealing with for a while now we've been trying to understand amen the nature of god's word amen how god spoke amen what are the instruments who are the people amen that he used can we actually trust amen the bible all right are there you know uh, 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 other alternatives to the bible we've been trying to at least trying to understand all of this thing amen of course not in depth okay not, not in depth in terms of deep theology but at least we we want to understand the framework amen of what defines you know our faith and of course our hope and our trust in god's word because if you say you're a christian you're a follower of christ and your sense of faith amen and and and, and trust and belief amen is not established on certain you know values that are consistent amen with the nature of god all right, now with the nature of man, with the nature of God. Remember, in one of the series that we're doing, I said God used, amen, you know, a, a fallible people to proclaim, to declare his infallibility, to proclaim his, hallelujah, his infallible word. That's a powerful statement because some people will tell you, well, the word of God is flawed. There are all kinds of mistakes, there are all kinds of, you know, misinterpretation. And that's true. And that's why I said that I'm not going to really, you know, bother us with, you know, uh, 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 the deep theology, what men will call, you know, the, the, the theology of the head. You know, we're, we're not trying to, you know, uh, rationalize this thing. We're not trying to argue our way in, in, in discovering or uncovering, amen, if the word of God is true or not. First of all, we understand that relating with God has to do with faith. The Bible says, for without faith, amen, it's impossible to please God. They that must come to God. That means if you're going to approach anything that has to do with God, amen, that has to do with his counsel, his will, his plan, or even the reality of his existence, it has to be done by faith. And faith is a gift that comes from God. In fact, the fact that we are desiring to want to know God, to want to please him, to want to, amen, honor him, that itself, amen, is a gift from God, that itself is a gift from God. All right. There's so many things <clears throat> that are not, you know, clear that, I mean, in fact, will not be clear until we finally see Jesus Christ. But that does not mean, amen, that we should throw every, you know, idea or principles establishing the word of God away. That doesn't mean that, amen, we should not seek, amen, to find, to want to know. Yes, our faith is, is connected to the trust we have, to the belief we have in God. And that, amen, allow us, amen, to, you know, to go further in search, in seeking for, amen, uh, the heart of God, the mind of God. And this is the reason why I said this study that we're doing regarding, you know, the Bible, the word of God, amen is to basically get to know 
who Christ is. Uh, please, if you're listening, you're following me. This is important. We're not just seeking to know some idea, you know, some theology. Uh, we're not just trying to get more information. Yes, we want all of that. But the objective, the focus, amen, the, the, the agenda, amen, the, 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 the core values of this teaching that I am doing regarding, amen, you, you know, are guided by the word, amen, is to find Christ, is to find his voice, is to find his ways, his will, amen, for our life and of course, amen, you know, for the nation because the Lord has, yes, you know, uh, he has a plan, he has an objective, he has He has made his plan known to us, he has made his will. Of course, there are people that will go and argue on things, amen, that are not what arguing about. That's not my focus. My focus, amen, is to find, amen, a, a, a Christ, is to be able to say, well, this is what God says here. All right. Now, if I don't believe that, then there's no use. There's no, you know, reason for me being a Christian. There are just certain basic truths that we need to have. We need to know. And I know why I'm saying this, because like I said, we're in the days where the Bible says in the end of days. All right. Men will men will no longer heed to what sound truth. You know why? Because men will become confused. All kinds of ideas, all kinds of beliefs and philosophies and suggestions, amen, and interpretations, amen, yes, will be, will be stirred up and we see them being stirred up. You know, just the early hours this morning, I was listening to one guy who said he believes in God, but he doesn't believe in Jesus. And he was trying to make his argument and some of his arguments all right, may seem valid, but you see, he got the whole idea wrong. He's using the scripture because, I mean, in biblical, in, excuse me, uh, uh, in the, the various translations of the Bible, there are errors. Somebody said, well, there are errors in the Bible. Yes, there are errors in the Bible. You know, errors of, you know, printing, errors of, you know, human agenda to want to tweak and, and, and frustrate, you know, biblical interpretation. There are all kinds of, I mean, if you have money, you can print a Bible. You see, but just having a Bible is not enough. But having a Bible, amen, is a good start. And getting to know, amen, what the Bible says is good. And getting to understand, amen, yes, the, the, the concept of, of how the Bible came to be in terms of interpretation, the manuscripts, amen, the canons of the scripture, all of that, the Septuagint, all of those words, amen, they're important. We need to make our findings. And today, we have resources online that can allow us, that can help us, that can in fact, amen, facilitate and accelerate our studies of the scriptures. Yes, we need to do that. If we are going to, amen, be proficient and be effective, like I said, you know, some time ago, or not too long, I said, uh, according to Luke, you know, 14, the Bible says, who want to build a tower? I, I, I will, I will perceive, I will, you know, I, you know, interpret studying the word of God as seeking to build a tower. If you want to build a tower, the effort you're going to put into it, amen, is going to be far, you know, greater and, and, and far more complex than somebody who just wants to build, you know, you know, a, a, um, a one bedroom apartment. <laughs> you cannot compare, amen, the same effort, the same energy, the same resource you're going to commit into building a tower to just building something that you want to, you know, maybe put your dog, you know, to, you know, to sleep in the night or you, you know, you want to, you know, build some storage. You, you, are you getting the point that I'm making? There has to be some sense of, you know, you know, seriousness. Bible study is, is a, is a business, is a serious thing. Amen. 
And that's why we're not calling it Bible reading. It's easy to read, but it's another thing to study. To study means that you want to find coherency. You want to find amen, what God is saying about a subject. You want to understand the way he has spoken. And you want to also understand maybe the, the errors and the flaws, amen, or the, you know, the, the presumptions around the subject. You want to do your findings. You want to be certain, amen. What, what is God saying regarding to the nature? of man? What is God saying about marriage? What is God saying about, you know, womanhood? What is God saying about money? What is God saying about government, society? What is God saying about our world? What is God saying, amen? Yes, regarding my life, my purpose, my call, my assignment, amen? Is there anything as God calling me? All right, is 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 my professional work, you know, my my career a calling? You know, you 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 can search scripture and find, you know, answers to some of these challenges, if not all these challenges. Yes, if you are willing to be a student. And one word the scripture used for student, amen, is the word disciples. Disciples. If you're a disciple, then you have a what? A teacher, a master. Amen. Yes. And and a lot of Christians today are not disciples. All right? And if they are discipled, they are being discipled by, amen, the wrong person or the wrong people, amen. They are not being discipled to know Christ. They are being discipled, amen, yes, in the ways of their church, in the ways of the doctrines of their church. The doctrines of a church is not the doctrines, amen, of Christ. It may have some of the doctrines of Christ. Remember what I used to say about doctrine i've made you know doctrine i kind of simplify what doctrine is i said doctrine allow us to understand that the, the, the framework amen of what is defined as spirituality if you go further doctrine allow us to you know measure you know and 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 even if you will articulate and define the parameters amen of biblical spirituality because Biblical spirituality is different from the spirituality being practiced, amen, by a sangoma, all right, but by a witch doctor, amen, or by you know, you know, all these astrologers. There's spirituality in astro in astronomy. There's spirituality in some. In fact, the world is is spiritual. There's a world that amen that is real, but we can't see. We can't see it. There are forces, there are energies, amen, yes, regarding, you know, life. So many things that are, if you, you, you call them phenomenal, we, we can't understand them. The human mind cannot, cannot comprehend them. But we can't just, you know, uh, dismiss them or wish them away or pretend as if they are not in existence. No, they are real. Yes, those things are real and that's why they are spiritual. So, but when we talk about biblical spirituality, we're talking about a spirituality pattern after the life and the standard that Christ showed us. Remember, Christ came into this world. Christ is not of the earth. The Messiah came into this world, put on the human flesh, put on the human body, earlier, wore a, a cloth that is fitted for him to be able to exist, live on earth, and carry out God's plan and purpose on earth. If you're living on earth, there are just certain beliefs, values, amen, principles that you just must abide by. If you don't, amen, you're going to be working against the nature, hallelujah, of the earth. One of the one of the values and natures of the earth is is the is the is a law of gravity. You can't live on earth and want to abuse the law of gravity. You know that you're gonna pay, amen, dearly for it. So Jesus lived on earth, Isaiah, allowed his life to be limited by the law that governs the earth. 
but yet in, in, in conditions and position where he needed to exercise, amen, this spiritual law, this, you know, life is, 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 is positioned as a spiritual being that came from heaven, amen. He did it. He walked on water. He did things that don't found, you know, the human mind. But he didn't just do those things just to prove a point. He did those things to tell us that that is also who we are. Remember, the first man was also given the power to, to what? To exercise regency over the earth. Basically, many of the things that Jesus did was a kind of a call, a teaser. That this is what you are supposed to be. This is how you also ought to be living life. You are not to be governed and be limited by, you know, by the earth. Amen. You are supposed to subdue. God gave you authority over all things. Those things we call miracles were a way of Jesus telling us, amen, that this ought to be, amen, the normal life for you. Because you are designed, amen, as, as a spirit being. In fact, you are a spirit being, amen. And this is not just any kind of a spirit. You are made from the very spirit of of God, the creator of all things. It says, this is why I said, to understand how to study the Bible, we have to narrow down, amen, our focus, our objective, amen, to finding Christ. Because when you find Christ, every other thing just start to fall in their place. I'm not saying where you find religion. I'm not saying where you find tradition. I'm not saying where you find a church. I'm not saying where you find God knows what. I said when you find Christ, the knowledge of Christ and the experience you have of Christ, amen, brings your life, amen, into divine synchronization, divine harmony. It brings you, amen, into the point where you begin to have clarity, amen, regarding life, regarding who you are, regarding the world you are born into, amen. Uh, uh, the, the things that look and sound complex are no longer complex to you because now you can see through the lens view, amen, of God. You're no longer, amen, in and out. You're no longer confused. There's so many things today that can confuse us and that is confusing us. And this is the reason why I want to quickly introduce, amen, this scripture to you this morning. Remember, we are doing, amen, a, 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 a series on being guided by the word of God. And I said the reason for that is because there are so many ideas, beliefs, philosophy, traditions today that is, if you will, controlling and guiding a lot of people. We, you and I, if you say, you know, this is not for everybody. This message is not for unbelievers. Because what qualifies you, amen, to be guided by God is the fact that, amen, first of all, you've given your heart to him. But giving your heart to him does not mean that everything is just going to work for you. No. Jesus said to the Pharisee, excuse me, to the Jew, all right, you are my disciple if you continue in my word and you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. You see, that there are ifs, there are conditions to the things of God, to the things of the spirit. It's not enough, amen, to say, well, I've given my life to Jesus, I'm a believer, I go to church. No, 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 no. There are other things you've got to do, like he said, amen, you've got to daily take up your cross and follow him. And I remember mentioning that the term cross, amen, does not necessarily mean, amen, it's going to be all doom and gloom, all painful. No, the, the, the cross is the weight, amen, of obedience. 
<laughs> it's a call, hallelujah, to obey the voice, the will of God. When you are a cross carrier, the, the evidence of the will of God, hallelujah, will be pronounced in your life. Hallelujah. I love that. Thank you, Father. The evidence, hallelujah, of the of the of your faith, amen. Yes, of, of your commitment to the things of God, because those who carry amen the cross, amen, comes to the place of getting to know the will of God. My sheep hear my voice. How do you hear? By following. Alright. But I, I I said I wanted to show us something. I thought I should begin this morning with this scripture well basically just to highlight the scripture and then we're going to quickly run through those uh i think two other points left amen we we stopped at point five the last time but look at the scripture i'm sure you must have read the scripture several times genesis one thank you jesus oh father we bless you for your word your word is the theme of our song Oh, Jesus. Your word is the theme of our song. Your word gives us hope. Your word gives us faith. It gives us life. Your word gives us encouragement. How we need your word in this day. How we need to put our hope and our trust completely in your word. Some people have put their hope in chariots, in the horse, in the in the leg of horses, some their trust is in the UN, is in a state. If I if I can just get to America, all my challenges will be gone. If I can just live where I am, some their trust is in doctors, is in a lawyer, is, is in a politician. Some their trust is in science. All these things are good. You created them. You gave them to us. But you say, it is vain to put your trust in the arm of flesh. I just feel a a stirring in my spirit to pray this prayer, friends. Father, my my trust is in your word. I don't know everything about your word. I'm seeking to understand. And this is the prayer I'm praying for. Those out there who are listening, following, particularly those who have committed them, themselves to me to disciple. It's my prayer, oh God, that they will come to this realization. That more than ever before, we need to go back to the word. Oh, that there is a darkness out there that is seeking to becloud our sense of judgment. Ah. It's my prayer this morning, oh Father, that it's not just some exuberant preaching and 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 the exercising of of emotions and human intelligence that we call preaching oh that we will return back to the root that we will return back to the place of sitting at the table that we will invite you to come in as those two who have been with you for three and a half years on their road to emails, walking back. <laughs> Only for them to collide with you and they couldn't even recognize you. What a failure. What an expression of who we are today as believers. That we have been with you and yet we cannot recognize you. 
that we can't see, that we cannot identify you. That even when you begin to speak, they still did not get it until you came into the house with them. And you had to do the things that they were used to. You took the bread, you broke it as you gave thanks. And suddenly the Bible says their eyes were open. Ah, Lord, I need you in our day. I need you in this season once again. As we invite you into our house. You know, friends, the place of revelation is within the house. I can't promise you that you will get all that you need to know in some massive building. There are too many distractions. This is the day to break, you know, this, this mega thing into clusters of disciples. Huh. Two, Jesus is no respecter of man. It broke the bread and their eyes were open. And they said, did not our heart prick us on the way? The Bible says you took them from, from Moses to the law and to the Psalms. You show them everything. Say, are these things not written about me? Help us, Lord. Call us to that point and place where we are no longer distracted. Bring us to the point and place where we are captured. Just like so many things captures our attention today, particularly on social media. That before we know it, we've done half an hour just looking, scrolling down from God knows what. Some, some, an hour. Help us to understand that time is given as an investment to uncover the reality that I lock within your word. Open our minds. Open our thoughts. Help us to know the power of investing in the future by starting to read, meditate, study your word. The preacher who is known by Solomon advising his children, he says, my son, Hearken to the voice, to the words of your father. If you obey it, you will keep yourself from the evil one, from the evil woman. Ah, God Almighty, bring us back. Help us to acknowledge. We understand that there are lies that have been told and promoted around your word. We understand that. That there are false interpretation, misinterpretation, deliberate tweaking and, and, and removing things. But who can, who can alter Christ when our heart is seeking to truly want to know the Christ? Who can alter our faith when our faith is solely based on what we understand about who Jesus Christ is and represents? You see, if your desire is to want to know Christ and to be like him, it is highly difficult for somebody to deceive you. But if you just want to have something about Christ, just know something about Christ, just get something about Christ, just benefit about Christ, even just to want to preach the kingdom for your own selfish benefit, you can be tweaked, you can be lied to, you can be deceived, which is what we're seeing today. Christ, you are the center. May you remain the center 
May you remain our focus. May you remain our desire, our passion. May you rem remain our treasure. May you remain my treasure. All this prayer I'm praying. I'm using we, but I'm praying this for myself. Because no one will escape this season without their life being anchored in the word of God. Because the word is what reveals the truth to you. Help us, Father. Amen. Friends, that, that's just something that, you know, you know, uh, flows from my heart. This is a prayer that flows from my heart. I hope that that really sinks into, into your, into your space, into your spirit. All right. Uh, uh, we, 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 we're looking. So I, I wanted to share uh, uh, Genesis, because to me, this scripture kind of capture every other thing that we need to understand about, about God, about our life, about our sense of spirituality, our faith. Listen, it says in the beginning. So we understand that there's a beginning. All right. To me, this scripture, it captures a principle, not just, you know, God speaking about, you know, giving us an information. I, 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 I will believe that this scripture is coded, you know, it, 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 it hides a lot of, a lot of things that we need to uncover. And I'm not seeking to do that, but I'm just, you know, while while meditating, praying this morning, this word came to my spirit that okay, you want to you want the word to guide you, you want to be a student of the word of God. Why don't you just go back and just look at the scripture? And this is what you know I did, and I'm just relaying the same experience that I had this morning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Not that it didn't say created the heaven. He lived in heaven, Hallelujah. Amen. You understand? Where he created the heavens and the earth. The heavens, of course, representing the, the universe. Amen. And the dimensions we do not, we cannot see with our eyes. Okay. So this is not just the place that he lives. Okay. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's, that's full stop. There is no argument about it. All your questions, all your beliefs, Ideas, you know, uh, question, you know, uh, frustrations, whatever, all are sandwiched within this one, you know, uh, uh, statement. In the beginning, God is in charge. He created the heavens and the earth. Then verse two tells us something happened. Now the earth was formless and void, and darkness, and darkness was over the the surface of the deep. Of course, then we understand that. Something certainly must have happened because we understand through the nature of God. Okay, let me just quickly just do this so you can see me. We understand that through the nature of God, that everything that God creates, amen, expresses, amen, is nature, is character. God does not create evil. There is no evil in God. So it can, it can, you know, <laughs> let me create evil. He didn't create evil. He didn't create chaos. He didn't create amen, a, a, a war culture, you know, frustration, poverty. He didn't create it. He didn't create, you know, one, one being better than the other. Everything he created were created, amen, to bring good pleasure unto him. And, you know, and that's something that we can really expatiate on if you want to. But that's not my point. But I'm only telling you that all of the challenges and the problems and all these things that we're trying to, you know, you know, find scripture to deal with. You've got to understand, amen, the beginning. 
the, the, the initial reality of the world, amen, that we live in. God created all these things. And then the scripture says there was chaos. There was darkness. There was form, you know, formless. There was void over the face of the deep. So we understand the face of the deep, of course, is speaking of water. And the spirit of God was hovering over the, over the surface, amen, of the waters. It's the same, you know, word. Amen. And God said, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. I mean, that he didn't have to do something. He didn't have to wave someone. He didn't have to shake himself. He didn't have to, you know, you know, scream. He didn't have to, you know, stretch his hand. The Bible said, and God said, to me, this is very powerful, sacred, and something, amen, that is worth noting. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. In the midst of the chaos, the first thing we saw God did was, amen, he exercised his authority. And the authority that he exercised was his spoken word. To me, I think that is very powerful. In other words, amen, what God says, hallelujah, carries, manifests his authority. And authority, amen, is designed to bring order, to bring structure, to bring alignment, amen, to bring arrangement, amen, to bring clarity, amen. Yes, when God spoke, that word is authority, but that authority is exercised, amen, in the form of creating, amen, order out of, amen, the dysfunctionality. And God said, that's the point that I want to, I want you to, to note this morning, all right, that God's word, no matter how men, amen, have tried, amen, to, to alter it, to, to change it, all right, to, you know, to, to lie about it or even to deny it. When we believe that, amen, this God is a speaking God and he has spoken to us. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. While I'm on this, the Lord just drew my attention to uh, 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 Hebrews 1. You know that word. You know that word in Hebrews. All right. If you can go to Hebrews 1, let's quickly go to Hebrews 1. All right. In, in, the, in the past, Hebrews 1, 1. In the past, God spoke. To our ancestors, <laughs> for those who are into ancestral uh, uh, worship, all right, God spoke, amen, to our ancestors, amen, yes, to people who have gone ahead of us, to our great grand grandfather. They are not spirit; they are human beings. Are uh, that God used? They are not to be worshipped, amen. They are not to be, you know, to be served. I don't know. In their time and generation, amen. God related with them just as, amen, He's relating with us today. Yes, you better believe that. That is that is powerful. But the point is, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets. The ancestors are still, amen, gifted people by God. <laughs> the ancestors are still prophets, apostles. Yes. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophet eh, at many times and in various ways. He spoke to, amen. He spoke to our ancestors through the prophet in various times, in various times, in various ways. Amen. Amen. He has spoken. But in this, verse 2, but in these last days, amen, he has spoken. And he's still speaking through his son, whom he appointed. 
heirs of all things. Hair. He appointed Jesus. Remember now we're talking about, amen. Yes, the priesthood, the ministry of Jesus as one appointed, hallelujah. Yes, to reflect the will of the Father. Because Jesus is the manifestation, amen, is the expression of the heart of the Father. Everything you see Jesus do. I was telling you this morning, I was watching somebody early hours who was saying, well, he believes in God, but he doesn't believe in Jesus. And I could see, and this guy is trying to be very articulate. And I could see that this guy was not discipled. And he has used an issue of, you know, some interpretation, misinterpretations of the Bible, some errors. You said the Bible have errors, yes, because the, the error we're talking about, amen, are errors of, you know, misinterpretation. Misinterpretation, they, you know, because the Bible at the, at the end of the day, amen, were printed. Remember, people sat down and wrote this thing down. The, 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 the scripture, the word of God was inspired, all right. Now, this inspiration, this word that was inspired, were committed to the hand of certain people, amen. Yes, devoted to see to the keeping of the scripture, to see to, amen. Yes, the guidance of the scripture. And of course, to the what? To the release of the scripture into society. Remember that the Catholic Church for, for, for centuries, amen, hoarded the word. They kept it to themselves. And in that environment, they are tweaked, they are other certain things, all right, they had removed certain things. That's why some people will tell you, but but this is a fact, this is true. Yes, it's true, but it still does not, amen, negate the authority of God's word because the word of God is not just about what is written down by men. Remember, the Bible says, Holy men were written, you know, wrote down the scripture as they were inspired. This man, amen, had, had, had died and gone, all right, but that which amen they have received and committed to the next generation or to the people of their time amen had been tampered with in various ways listen to this if you are looking for the most the the, the most you know articulated or the most you know revered uh, 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 biblical uh, um, manuscript you can hardly find it maybe the maybe the next the 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 the, 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 the one closest to amen being authentic, amen, is is the is the is the is the scripture you know written, amen, uh, put together by the Ethiopians, by the Coptic Church. Many of the things, amen, that we see today that people are arguing about, yes, there are validity to some of those arguments, but the point is when you focus on those minors. You lose the essence, you lose the value, you lose the focus, you lose, amen, how to grow in your faith. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed from the mouth of God. That is a point and a place you have to come to, all right, that you have to believe. You know, taking a scripture in the word of God and really allowing the Lord to expand that word into your spirit can really explode to such a degree that that one scripture begins to give you insight into the ways of God, the ways of his speaking, the ways of his of his values, of his understanding. Yes. God does not have to reveal everything to you or, or me to believe that God is true, to believe that amen, God's word is true. God just need, or what we need is just one encounter. And that one encounter then pushes up to begin to search. Yes, 
If you search diligently, you will find. The point that I'm making is God is a speaking God and he's still speaking. Amen. Today, as he spoke, amen, in the past, he's still speaking through Jesus. When the word that you have received, the Bible you've received, amen, gets into your heart in terms of truth. Guess what? Something begins to happen within your spirit. The first thing that must happen is that your spirit, amen, is, 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 is clean, is pure. You see, when you put something pure, hallelujah, yes, within an environment, amen, that is corrupt, the purity, the purity of that thing, amen, begins to fight everything that is corrupt if that thing is truly pure. But if that thing is not 100% pure, there's every tendency that the negative, amen, the corrupt environment may affect, may compromise that truth. But when you, I mean, after all, that is what God did in the scripture. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. What did God say? He spoke his word into the situation. Where there is darkness, what do you do? You turn on the light. The light is so powerful. The truth is so powerful that it cannot be compromised or, amen, be, 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 be jeopardized. But the lies of men, you understand? Are you getting are you, are you are you are you getting my point? When we understand this, it will be very difficult for somebody to even try to use half truth to deceive us. Because people can use half truth. People can use what is in the Bible, but it's not amen, you know, it's not consistent, amen, to sound doctrine. That's why it's important that we familiarize ourselves. How do you form a doctrine? What what does it entail, amen? You know, to form a doctrine. We know that the scriptures say, out of the mouth of two or three, let every word be established. Doctrine established for us, amen. A pattern, yes, a standard, a value, amen, of the nature of God, of the character of Christ, of the way, amen, Christ speaks and relates with his people even hallelujah even when that generation have come and gone amen doctrine never change spirituality may change but doctrine never change because doctrine amen maintains certain pattern certain belief certain understanding amen this is the reason why today you find what you call modern church and what they do amen is what they do <laughs> And you, 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 you tracking with God, you working with God, and you come into this, you know, vibrant, you know, you know, a, a electrifying environment, and you're trying to find God's word, you're trying to find God's presence. You can't find it, but you're finding hype, you're finding everybody's jumping, and hallelujah, everything is going boom, 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 boom. But you're seeking, you're trying to find Christ, you can't find it because they've thrown doctrine away. Doctrine is what guides us. The Bible says the church is the foundation and the pillar of truth. Where does truth come from? Truth comes from God. God has given us the truth by giving us his word. His word tells us what is true. Amen. What is true in, 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 in South Africa has to be true. Amen. Yes. In, in America, as long as amen, that truth is supposed to be leading us towards the place where we call God. Hallelujah. So it says, Hebrews 1, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken and is still speaking to us. Amen. Through his son, whom he appointed, Christ is the order, is the pathway, is the guideway, is the the direction, the directive, amen, 
of hearing the voice of God. And what do we mean by that? Christ. Amen. Everything about the life of Jesus speaks of a correct order of lifestyle speaks of what the father would have us know because at the end of the day the reason why god gave us his word amen is for us to know the truth one all right secondly is for us to be able to manifest that truth yes so in thirdly maybe amen is for us to be able to carry out amen his divine intention so you can't even know how to function as a prophet as a pastor you know as a shepherd you know as a teacher you know or even as a doctor all the ethics that defines you know life that defines structure order that defines amen yes you know a, a creation the, all of those things amen are designed by Christ, by God, hallelujah, and his life, amen, mirrors to us how we deal with, I mean, you talk about dealing with creation, how do you know how to deal with creation, all right, it's not the people promoting climate change that can tell you, amen, how to deal with the environment, when you look at Christ and look at the word of God, you find, amen, how he wants you and I to relate with creation, to relate, after all, the Bible says creation is groaning, waiting, amen, for the manifestations of the sons of God to do it, to deliver them, so we ought to be, amen, uh, uh, the, the, the vanguards, the people promoting, amen, climate order, not just climate change, That's just an example I'm giving you. So in the beginning, God said, let there be light. God is a God who speaks and his word brings direction, clarity, brings, amen, yes, competency. You know, his word is consistent. His word, hallelujah, is, is valid. His word brings order, brings, if you will, truth into our space. So I hope you know, this point that I've made are clear because understanding that those words allow us then to begin to venture into this point. We say seven point that establishes the authenticity of God's word of the Bible. Remember that the word Bible, maybe I should go back and just quickly do this. Remember that the word Bible, amen, is a putting together of, 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 of books or you know, or you can say the Bible is a library, amen, of books. All right. So the term Bible itself is not holy. It's just a Greek word, amen, Biblio, that tells us, amen, that the Bible is a container. Some will even further will go and say, well, it's a container of, you know, sacred books. All right. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen a, 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 um, a book written by some some guy in the marketplace you know into economy finance and all of that but they call it a bible the the, the bible of economy or something like that you know <laughs> you can be confused you understand so the, so don't be don't be confused you know and don't think well you know the bible is is is, is sacred no the, the bible is just the container of books yes sacred books that are inspired by god Okay, and that's why some people say it's holy Bible. What what what, what makes it holy? Because God spoke is the is the written word of God, is the spoken word of God. And, and of course, by now you understand that everything God spoke, amen, carries a divine objective, carries a divine assignment. Okay? God spoke in terms of judgment. God spoke in in, in the place of 
what love is, amen, what, you know, compassion is, what, you know, how society should be governed. God spoke, amen, in regarding to, you know, agendas, genders. God spoke, amen, in terms of how creation must, uh, you know, procreate. God spoke in terms of how to, you know, handle, you know, economy, our money, how to spend, amen. God, God spoke in all kinds of ways and means, you understand, to us. And many of these things are documented. So it's important that we understand the nature of, amen, the, you know, the, 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 the spoken word of God and of course the written word of God. Alright, so we dealt with this, we finished uh, uh, this fifth point, but I'm just going to read it again and then we move to six and then seven, then I should be done this morning with this uh, uh, seven uh, authentic point. Why we must, amen, believe and trust the scripture, the word of God, amen. The Bible is relevant and applicable for all people in all times and places. It is not, amen, an outdated or, ir or an irrelevant book or irrelevant, amen, book that only speaks to the ancient culture or, or, uh, or situations, but a living and active word that speaks to, amen, the contemporary issues and challenges. Yes, the word of God speaks to our contemporary life. It speaks to, amen, how to do business in the marketplace. It speaks to, amen, how to relate, amen, with our employers and employees he speaks to us in relating to relationship with people you know with 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 places you know it speaks to us about cultures yes many things that people do not understand that they can actually get an answer in the scripture all right are, are there There's challenges that you're going through and you don't know how to deal with the word of god if you take time to study it you'll find answer to those things so the Bible is very, very, amen, uh, uh, relevant and consistent even to our modern challenges. It addresses, amen, the universal questions of the human need, all right? It tells you where you came from, amen, what you're supposed to be doing on earth, hallelujah, how you're supposed to be living your life, amen. The Bible gives you, tells you, amen, how to find and fulfill, amen, your purpose in life. Your, the, the scripture also tells you, yes, that there is there is life after death, and that could either be amen, ending up in heaven or ending up in hell. All right, and then you hear some people today will tell you, well, even some of our Christian brothers who preach kingdom, they'll tell you where well, the the idea of heaven, all right, should be downplayed. I do not believe. It. You see, that's why we need to have amen, a solid understanding of biblical truth. One truth does not eradicate or evaporate another truth. Heaven is real. Heaven is the dwelling place of God. Amen. And the scripture says that, amen, the saints at, at the end of the day, amen, yes, will return to God in heaven. How that will happen, that's another argument. But heaven is real. Earth is not heaven. Earth is a glorious place and he wants to transform earth and he's placed on uh, placed us on earth to transform earth. But the scripture talks about heaven, a place where God dwells. Yes, everything God creates ought to be a reflection of, of heaven because it's a reflection of God's creation. God's creation is beautiful. So when there is chaos, we want to seek to change it. Amen. Not to escape. Alright, but earth is not heaven. That's why God created earth, amen, and placed man there. Well, if you don't understand what I'm talking about, don't bother yourself about it. But for those who understand, 
they will understand. They will get the message. Alright? The kingdom of God is coming. Yes. The kingdom of God is going to come finally and reign on earth. Yes. But the earth, the Bible says he created amen, for the sons of men. And he wants us to dwell here on earth. But when we die, amen, at the end of the day, after the millennial reign, there's a place called heaven. How we're going to get there, when we're going to get there, that's not an issue. But it's biblically, amen, clear. That's, the, that's my point. The point I'm emphasizing is, all right, let's not talk about, amen, an earth that is looking like heaven to the point that we debunk, amen, the, the, the values, the principles, amen, and, and the footprints that we see in the scripture that says to us, amen, there's a heaven. Alright? I'm not talking about issue of rapture now. No, I'm just saying that heaven is real. Why am I emphasizing this? Because these are points that we see that are being subtly promoted. You see, there are certain truths. <laughs> I could remember, oh my word, you know, uh, maybe two decades ago, thereabout, when Jehovah Witness were preaching certain truths, I mean, this are sound uh, 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 um, kingdom truth, but we know that, you know, Jehovah Witness, they are not sound. But some of their idea about the kingdom of God, about the rule and the reign of God, we are sound. And I know a lot of people today who are talking kingdom, we're debunking those things. We're refusing those things. Many of those people today, I know them. Some of them, I know them. Basically, they are preaching amen, the message of Jehovah Witness. In fact, their idea, their theology about the kingdom of God, amen, uh, is found, amen, in the, in, in the doctrines of Jehovah Witness. But Jehovah Witness, amen, are in error. Remember, if you remove one strand, you add to it or you subtract, amen, the Bible says you're damned. So, yes, I admire some of their teaching, but I don't take their teaching because they are not the one to define to us what the kingdom of God is all about or how the kingdom of God was going to come to the earth. I'm just saying that we need to sit down and truly make our findings and be thorough about it. Suddenly, because everybody's preaching kingdom. Jehovah's Witness have been preaching the kingdom of God for donkeys of Yes, their, their doctrine of the kingdom, of course, is not sound, but many of the things that they are saying are biblically true. I'm just making a point. I'm not validating Jehovah Witness, but I'm only making a point. I hope you get that if you get it. All right, let, let's quickly finish this. I just wanted you to see my face while I was talking about that. All right, so let's, let's look at point six. You know, I, like I said some time ago, I said, you know, teachers like this, most people don't want it because they, they want the hype. They want something that will, yes, your miracle is coming. These are the foundations that will lay for us the solidity of receiving authentic miracle. Lest we receive something that is not biblically sound or something that will lure us into the bigger trap of the enemy. Sometimes the devil gives us certain things to lure us into a trap. To lead us into a trap that we, we can't see. 
And we need to be careful. So we have to be student. That's the point. I'm calling you to become a student of God's word. All right. I, I, I'm calling you to make your findings, you know, make your research. You know, you want to familiarize yourself with what God what with what God have said, with what his word is all about. Amen. Love people that are teachers of the word. We live in a day where everybody wants, you know, they, they wants to be under the prophetic. I'm a prophet, but I'm not a foolish prophet. I'm not a prophet that does not have, amen, understanding of the times and the season or the principles that establish my prophetic ministry, which is based on the word of God. I mean, we've had a lot of downloads regarding some of our, you know, our teachings and, and you know, resources on the prophetic on our website. Yes. People want to know because a lot of people today think the prophetic is just about the gift. No, the prophetic, amen, is about a person, the person of Christ. And if you can get that right, then your prophetic edge, then your prophetic, amen, a, 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 a cutting edge will be sharp. Being prophetic is that sometimes they tell you to be quiet or to emphasize on certain points. Being prophetic, hallelujah, is God saying, Isaiah, for the next two years, I want you to teach my people about knowing me, about knowing my word, about knowing my counsel. All right? Don't give them any prophetic word. Just bring them into my word. Amen? Be an Ezra. Be a Nehemiah to them. Open my scripture to them so that their heart once again, yes, can be awakened in good conscience. And I just continue to hide people. A lot of hypes today. A lot of confusions. Come on, friends. Uh, point six. The Bible is transformative and powerful. Yes, that's very powerful. The Bible is transformative. When you engage the Bible. Remember, when we use the term Bible, we're talking about the whole counsel. In other words, you don't just focus on one part of the book. No, you want to know what God is saying. You make your reference. Amen. What God said here, here, amen, he will confirm it somewhere else. So you want to know, you want to know his heart. What, what is God saying about, about health? You study the entire scripture. What is God saying, amen, about my wealth, about prosperity? You study. What is God saying about my faith, amen? What is God saying about himself? That is what brings transformation. Transformation, amen. Is, 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 to, is to move from one point of belief and lifestyle, amen, or values or culture. You are transformed. That transformation, amen, is a journey into God's word. And that's not something that happens, you know, instantly. No, it takes a process. You take a book, you read. You, 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 are, you are being drawn to materials, amen, that will speak to you about subject, about, you know, you know, things, history, patterns. You, you understand? Yes, that's transformation. A lot of people want to be transformed by just somebody laying, laying hands on them and then boom, they're transformed. Sorry, it doesn't work like that. Even in our salvation earlier, yes, we give our life to Jesus Christ as we confess him, but the, the, the journey of redemption earlier is a process. The Bible is transformative and powerful. It is not mere information source or a collection of stories. No. When we read the Bible to our children, we must not tell them, oh, this is a story. No. Tell them. Let them know that this word, if it gets into their heart, that change will take place. 
We need to start to tell our children that, that the word of God is, is, is a miracle. When the word of God dwells in our heart, it changes us. So it is not a mere information source or a collection of stories, but a dynamic and effective instrument that what? That changes life and impacts history. Of course, we can see that. We see how the word of God impacts, amen, the, the, you know, the, the, the history of human society. You know, you talk about Babylon. Mention that, amen, empire or kingdoms that we have read about that is historic, amen, that the Bible, that the word of God, amen, did not impact. Is it Egypt? Is it Syria? Or Assyria, amen. Is it Babylon? All the known empires and worlds and kings, particularly those, amen, who enslaved the people of God, the Jews, amen, they saw the hand of God, they saw the power of God, they saw, amen, yes, <laughs> the presence of God move in their midst. And many of these things, I've got a book here, all right, that is not, it's not, it's just an historic, you know, a, a book. All, amen, documented. This was written by, you know, uh, uh, archaeologists and, you know, scientists. Documented some of the things that happened in this nation, particularly in Babylon, that, amen, can be coronated, that can be linked to the scripture, the Bible. So, when you say uh, uh, these things, are there historic, you know, uh, uh, fact to back what is in the Bible? Yes. Books that are written by non-Christians. Alright? Because one of the, the you know theories and protocols, amen, of, of, of education is you're not biased. But today we know that there's this bias biasness to you know to the things of God. If they know that ah this thing leads people to God, they remove it, they change it, they but it's too late. Amen. The Bible has the power to convince people of their sin. The Bible reveals to us God's grace, invites people to repentance and faith. Amen. It empowers people for service and mission. It produces spiritual growth and maturity. See, the word of God is alive. This number six is very powerful. The Bible, amen, is transformative and powerful. It is not a mere information source. Or a collection of stories. It's a dynamic and effective instrument that changes life and impacts history. It convinces people of their it convicts people of their sin. It reveals, amen, God's grace, invites people, amen, to what? To repentance anywhere in the world, regardless of where you live, regardless of amen, where you live, regardless of how modern, how progressive your society, amen. The word of God is speaks. The word of God speaks and is relevant, amen to human transformation, to societal transformation. Because of course, societal transformation, human transformation leads to societal transformation. When you see society that are woke, that are, you know, you know, uh, 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 so-called, you know, progressive in their ideology, meaning that they don't want God in their life, it tells you that they need God. They need salvation. They need the word of God. All right? Yes. And that's why we see today that in some places in Europe, when people preach on the street, we see how they fight them. Some of them are arrested. But guess what? The word of God has to be preached. The word of God has to be amen, proclaimed. The truth has to be passed across. How will they know if no one tells them? 
It's our duty and responsibility, amen, to preach to the people, to tell them what the word of God says, amen. It's not for you to try to convince the people. You preach the truth to them, preach the word. And you can't do that if you don't know, amen, what the word of God says. And if you're not persuaded that the word of God, amen, that you are going to be speaking, remember, you are a vessel, a conveyor of, of, of biblical truth. When the word of God dwells in you and you go out there and speak about it, guess what? The power of God will flow through you. And the manifestation may be just for somebody, amen, to change his or her mind. To change his, his or her course and say, well, I'm no longer going to go that path. I think I want to go this way. But if you're not sure that the word of God has the authority and the power, amen, to change people, to bring people to repentance, to cause them to grow and develop faith, then nothing is going to happen. So you have to be sure. I have to be sure regarding what we believe. That's the point that I'm making. Amen. And let's look at the last point, seven. The Bible is centered on Jesus Christ. We've been talking about this, amen, from the beginning. And I, I deliberately highlighted this point and I left it to be the last point because this is very important. Amen. The Bible is centered on Jesus Christ and his gospel. The Bible is not centered on argument. The Bible is not centered, amen, on some idea, some, you know, what we call doctrine, amen, that is not leading people to know Christ. Many ideas that people define to be doctrines, amen, are causing divisions, chaos. The, the scripture calls us, amen, to unity. There's nothing that unites, amen, uh, uh, that, that will unite the church and that is uniting society than the word of God. But of course, those who have handled the word of God, you've seen the, the devastation and the shared level of what? Of division. The more we talk about end time, Jesus is coming. It's like the more the church gets divided. You know why? Because we are not focused on what the scripture will have us focus on. Many of us are focused on our own, you know, idea on what we want the people to believe or what we want the people to hear. No, let's focus on the entire counsel of God and let's do it systematically. More than ever before, we need teachers in the body of Christ. We need teachers as much as we need apostles. We need teachers as much as we need prophets. We need teachers because teachers have the grace to look at the entire scope. Of God's word. Amen. Teachers don't just focus on one area. They focus on every aspect. They bring the people to a point, a place of coherent spiritual development. A teacher, amen, allow you to grow and become a true disciple of Christ. And I thank God, amen, that in my work with God, I was exposed, amen, to, you know, all the ministry gifts. I was exposed to, you know, the ministry of a shepherd. I was exposed to, you know, the ministry of an evangelist. I was exposed, amen, of course, to the ministry of prophets, apostles. All right. Yes. I, I and, and to certain degree, I operated in, in all this, you know, uh, grace in all these areas. So, I, I, and that's why I am not too carried away. Oh, he's a prophet. And all you're going to be hearing is thus hear the Lord. No, yes, God speaks. But God has spoken. The, the most, like you will always hear me say when, I'm, when, when we're doing our teaching on the prophetic. All right. The most current prophetic, amen, proclamation, amen, is found in the written word of God. 
Because if you take what God has written and you allow that to dwell in your heart, amen, that will begin to increase and develop to such a level, amen, that you will begin to speak forth, if you will, the reality of the revelation of God's intention regarding human situation. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So this is the last point that we are on. The Bible is centered on Jesus Christ and his gospel. He is the main subject and the hero of the Bible. Not Moses. Not Paul. <laughs> not Peter. Are you getting this? The main subject of the Bible is not the children of Israel, amen, walking through dry land. It's not those things that we, we focus on. The main subject of the scripture, amen, is, is not you getting financial breakthrough. Amen. You have to know this. The Bible is centered on Jesus Christ. And his message. That's what we call the gospel. The gospel is the message of Christ. And that message is good news. You understand this? How many times have you been to a place. You've heard somebody preach. Or you're watching somebody preach. And you can hardly find Christ. You can hardly find Jesus in their message. Because many of the messages today are just basically motivational. How many of you know that Jesus is the greatest mot motivator? But he's motivating us, amen, to do the will of God, to do the will of the Father. Messages today are motivated for us to discover our inner power. Our latent power. To, to become proficient, you know, in, in our purpose, in our calling, whatever that is. And of course, that, amen, we, we get to know by just looking inside, looking inward. <laughs> if Christ is not inside, then it's something else. I love to motivate people, but I love to motivate people, amen, to bring them, amen, to see Christ. Every prophet should motivate people, amen, to see Christ, to understand his ways, to embrace his will. When you are being motivated, amen, to look to yourself, to just believe in yourself, you're being motivated into error. Because the best of you will still produce pain, hardship, disappointment. You are not designed to live all by yourself for yourself. No. What brings joy and fulfillment into our life, particularly, amen, as preachers, is the fact that we lift Jesus up. In everything you do, you want Christ to be magnified, to be glorified. Yes, that's the gospel I preach. That's what I represent. If through all this training, Christ is not being glorified and magnified, I have failed. Everything we do, amen, is to honor Christ. Our motivation 
is to honor Christ. That's the gospel. And the gospel is not just, you know, opening your mouth. It's the entire summation of your life. How you talk, how you walk, the things that you imbibe, your values. Everything has to emit, reflect, display Christ. People should look at you, amen, and want to, you know, get closer. Why? Because your life is speaking, is expressing Christ. Christ must be must be factor into everything you do. Don't do things for sentiment's sake. Don't do things for the praise of men. Don't do things. Listen, you you can get some good encouragement and good, you know, feedback, but if Christ is not glorified, you have failed. And sometimes Christ being glorified means that people may ignore you. That's fine. As long as you know that in this thing that I have done or that I'm doing or I'm seeking to do, I want Christ alone to be glorified. That was the secret of the success of men who've gone ahead of us. And women, they want Christ to be glorified, to be seen in their life. Christ before me, Christ beside me, Christ behind me, Christ above me, Christ all around me. Let Christ be your motivation. Let him be what drives you when you pray. Let it be about Christ. You want to know him. That's the gospel. It's not just preaching people so that they will not go to hell. No, that's not the gospel. The gospel is bringing people to Christ. Jesus himself preached, amen, to the woman of the well. The woman ran, amen, into the village. She said, hey guys, come see a man who told me everything about my life, everything that I've ever done. This man, come, come see this man. That's the gospel. Jesus taught us how to preach the gospel. A good conversation with people. Amen. On a coffee table. Can preach the gospel. Are you getting this? When Christ is not glorified. And magnified. In what you do. In your life. You have failed. Let me repeat it again. If Christ is not the motivation. If Christ is not propelling you. Even to study. Like I said. If you are studying the Bible. But you are studying just to want to go and prove a point to people. I can also preach. You know, there are people trying to prove to other people that they are called by God. You don't need to prove to anybody that you're called of God. You just need to let the light in you, amen. Yes, drop people into your space. People will say it, you know. When I began, you know, as a young minister, people, people were telling me, Yo, you've got a call of God upon your life. You've got an anointing. I wasn't trying to prove a point to anybody. There are people today, they're trying to prove a point. <laughs> you know, you try, no, you don't need, you just need to live the life of Christ. Live that life out. That's what we are called into. That's what they're calling us, amen, to. So when you are studying the word of God, you're studying because, amen, you want your life to reflect, to manifest, to display, amen, the beauty and the glory of Christ. I want to finish this this morning, amen. So the Bible is, the Bible, amen, is centered on Jesus Christ and his gospel. He is the main subject and the hero of the Bible, not the, not the Antichrist, not the end time, amen, not the end of the world, uh-uh, not the past, not the present, not the future, amen. Jesus, amen, is the center. 
It's not the bishop. It's not the apostle. It's not the miracle. It's not the supernatural. You want to understand everything about life and what spirituality is all about. Study Christ. That's why we have the Bible. The Bible is given to us to know how to study Christ. Relating to life. Study Christ. Relating to, amen, yes, the opposite sex. Study Christ. In relating to, yes, how to handle money. Study Christ. In relating to your education. Study Christ, amen. In relating to you becoming a great achiever. When you study Christ, amen, in, 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 in when Christ becomes the context of what you live for, you are the expression of success. Jesus is the subject and the hero of the Bible, the fulfillment of the law and the prophet, the climax of God's revelation, the embodiment of God's love, the mediator of God's what? covenant, the savior of the world, the Lord of all creation and the judge of all nations. Come on. I rest my case. <laughs> Lord, you're worthy of glory. We bless you, Father. May we continue to sing your song. May your life become what we seek for, what we long for, what we desire. May we not seek acceptance and security by embracing the lie some people today will be in certain places called church basically just to mark the attendance present I, I was there some they're obligated because of their friends or because they are close to the, the papa and the mama of the house and of course they will feel bad if they are not there if Christ is not the motivation and something is wrong It's a beautiful place to gather together with people, with friends, to worship, to love God, to serve God. If the agenda and the motive is to glorify Christ. But if it's to display your new car, your new wear, and to, you know, you know, we have all kinds of agendas why people go to church. Ah, I, I mean, I was a pastor, I, was like, I can tell you that. I pastor for 20 years. People walking to the church, I could see, I could see, I could see through them. It's amazing that 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 which ought to be sacred and help us to know more and grow more and develop deeper in the things of God at the very place that we promote self. Promote our own design and agenda. Help us, Lord. Help the church in South Africa to wake up. Help us. Help us. That the church, oh God, across the continent to wake up. That business will no longer continue as usual. Help us. Come into our house, our churches. Bring the weep. Turn the table of the money changers. Bring in the whip, oh God. It's time for house cleaning. 
Help us, Father, to wake up, to hear the sound, this clarion call to realign, to reposition ourselves. We ask you, O oh God, have mercy on us. Help us to stop living in the lie, pretending that we are standing for truth. Help us to stop living the lie, pretending that we are proclaimers of the truth. May your word cut deep into the very recesses of our heart. May we do what is right. Not because we want people to see it and praise us, but because we know that we stand before you, Abba Father. We ask you, Lord, help us. May our life be a light in the midst of this increasing darkness. May our life be, O oh God, a light shining in the midst, O oh God, of seasons and days of compromise. May your truth break the barriers and the walls of falsehood. May we become once again students of your word. May we become once again students of your word. Teach us to know how to divide to know how to separate errors from truth. Your word is our guide. May your word lead us to the place of your good pleasure. Lead us, teach us, guide us, instruct us, engage us, bring us to the end of ourselves so that your day can begin. Oh, Father. Help us to stop being emotional. An emotion that is not reform and transform. Help us to be regulated by your word. Your word I have exalted above my daily food, Job said. May your word be our standard. May we find joy, rest, peace, direction, guidance, wisdom, counsel, but muscle your fear within your word as we read. Oh, Father, lead us by your word. Bring us back to the table of your word. Break the bread of your word. Open our eyes. Illuminate our minds. Transform our thoughts via the authority of your, of your word. Oh, God, we pray. How can we live a life without the principles of your word? Oh, Father, we embrace you this day. We turn to you. Proverbs chapter 2 says, My son, verse 1, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ears to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, if you look for it as silver and search for it as hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find knowledge and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk blamelessly. For he guards the cause of the just and protects 
the way of the faithful one. Lord, this is our desire. From you comes wisdom. From your mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Friends, as I round up, may this word help you and I to be established in these principles that we've been sharing for a while. This is not the end of the teaching. We're still going to go to some other things. Oh, excuse me. This, Of course, this is not the end of the teaching, but the end of this broadcast. <laughs> okay? Just get that clear. But I just, while I was praying, I just felt led to read in our Proverbs chapter 2. Let me read it again for you. My son, Proverbs 2 verse 1. My son, remember right now we are in the position, amen, of a son. We are sons of God. Now this is an instruction that Solomon is giving. He said, my son, if you, if, if, there's a condition to it. If you accept my words and store up my command within you, turning your ears to wisdom and applying your heart, amen, to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry, cry out for understanding, and if you look for it as silver and search for it as hidden treasure, I told us when we began, that the things of God, particularly studying the word of God, is not a surface thing. You've got to go deep. You've got to dig deep. If you've got to want to, amen, invest. Invest in Bibles. Invest, amen, in materials. Alright? Yes. That's why he's saying, yeah. If you look for it as silver and search for it as hidden treasure, then, then, condition, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and Find knowledge. Is that not what we are looking for? For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. From his mouth. Father, we thank you. We honor you. We glorify you. Your word is our song. Your word is our light. We embrace what you have said and what you have spoken. May you be glorified in our lives. May this day bring pleasure unto you. May all our friends and loved ones, families, colleagues, disciples be established on this path. May they know that when they seek to find you, that indeed you'll be found. I thank you, O God. Oh, hallelujah. Praise be to the Lord. Once again, I want to thank everybody for joining us this morning. It's been another wonderful time in the presence of God. Bless God for his will and his word that has been established again. By God's grace, hopefully we'll continue. Amen. Uh, uh, we're going to look at 12 practical uh, uh, um, benefits. Is that 12 or 15? Yes. You know, why studying the word of God? I've got it just few days ago the lord just downloaded this into my spirit and i just quickly put them down you know so we're going to look at all of that and then we'll see how far then we can also go all right i hope you've been blessed today have yourself a wonderful a lovely you know a, a sunday morning whatever you're doing make sure it's done by the guidance and the leading of the word remember let his word be what leads you and guide you have yourself a pleasant day i'll see you again Bye-bye.